Welcome to Grace Notes. On our last program, we learned that there is power in the presence of the Lord. It's there that we find joy, and the joy of the Lord is our strength. Today, we'll hear more about how to enter God's presence. So let's join Barbara Sandbeck as she shares. When I was growing up, my dad had many hobbies, one of which was boating. I was a bit too young to appreciate it to the extent I would now, but one thing I did enjoy was going to the boat show. Dad liked to check out all the new models, and I liked to picture what it would be like to have a playhouse in each boat. One time when my parents were busy discussing prices with the salesman, I wandered off, as any inquisitive child would do, and got lost. <laughs> I didn't realize I was lost until I heard my name over the loudspeaker. I don't remember being afraid at the time. But I would have been, had my attention span met its limit. I must say, though, my parents were happier to see me than I was to see them. We're so much like children when it comes to wandering from our Heavenly Father. Our eyes draw us away from Him just like Eve's eyes did in the Garden of Eden. She saw that the fruit Satan offered was good for food and pleasing to the eye, and she and Adam ate it. And when they did, they became afraid and hid from God. Their choice brought sin into the world, and with it, came both fear and the inclination to withdraw from the Lord. Our sin keeps us from coming into God's presence. We're so preoccupied with it that we don't even realize we're lost and need Him. In John 6:44, Jesus said, No man can come to me except the Father who has sent me draws him. My dad called me when I was lost because he loved me. And God, too, calls us individually by name because of his great mercy. Just one of the common, no title to hold, and no great distinction pinned to
cried the first time I heard that song. What a beautiful truth. When we heed the call of the Lord, confess our sins, and earnestly seek Him, we can enter into the Lord's presence and expect to be rewarded, according to Hebrews 11.6. Here are some of the rewards. In Isaiah one eighteen, it says, Come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Isaiah 55.3a reads, Incline your ear and come unto me, here and your soul shall live. Matthew eleven twenty eight. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, I will give you rest. John seven thirty seven. If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink, and streams of living water will flow from within him. And Hebrews four sixteen says Come boldly to the throne of grace that you may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of trouble. How should we approach a God so holy and powerful? With childlike trust. God never told us to be grown up in his presence, rather to come as a child. What attributes does a child have that God desires in us? Humility is one. Children know they have needs. The biggest barrier I had in totally surrendering my life was that I didn't want to admit that I needed the Lord. When I finally did, I found a real sense of freedom. Children are inquisitive and eager to learn. When's the last time you explored a passage of Scripture you didn't understand? Children expect to receive things. We, adults, on the other hand, hold our cup up to the Lord, saying, Fill it! And it's already full with our things and our plans— A give-me attitude isn't all bad, really. God wants to give us good things. Is there room in your life to receive them? Psalm 147.11b says that it brings delight to the Lord when we expect Him to be kind and loving. When we come into God's presence, He's even happier to see us than we are to see Him. And here's why I think so. When a child is born into a family, there's a sense of awe and wonder. This human being is part of you, your very own, to raise and influence You watch excitedly as they speak their first ooh and take their first step. You try to meet their needs. You train them and cry over them even before they can speak your language. 
In Luke 15:10, it says that there's rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Now, I figure since angels can experience the joy that our salvation brings, it has to be Jesus who's doing the rejoicing. After all, he paid the price for our redemption. The pain suffered in physical childbirth is nothing compared to the pain Christ suffered to birth salvation in us. You see, we're made in God's image. He placed himself in us through the Holy Spirit. He's cared for us all along before we were even physically born, before we could speak his spiritual language. Do you suppose that God experiences even greater awe and wonder than we feel when someone is born into his family through salvation? I think so. Now, etiquette says that when we come to visit someone, we should bring a gift. The greatest gift a child can give a parent is respect, to speak well of them and to, and to praise them. The greatest honor we can give God is to do the same. We may make mistakes as parents, but God never does. He deserves all the praise we can give him. The writer of this next song obviously knew the scriptures when she penned the touching statement, You have called me to become your own. For in Isaiah 43, 1, God says, Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name, and you are mine. Come to him now in childlike faith bearing the gift of praise for all that he is to you, your Abba Father, your Dad.
my father, I'm so grateful that you want me to come to you as a child. I don't have to have all the answers, and I don't need to handle all the problems. I need you so very much, and I love you for being you. Amen. You've been listening to Grace Notes. Thanks for joining the program. If you've been blessed by this ministry, please write and tell us at Sandbeck Ministries, P.O. Box 581, Falston, Maryland, 21047. Or email us through our website at www.sandbeckministries.com. If God leads you, send along a love gift. Join us on our next program. We'll conclude our discussion on power. Power.